Welcome to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. Ross Brannan is a financial advisor who knows it's not just about your teeth. He helps dental practice owners protect and maximize today's cash flow to plan for tomorrow's cash needs. Find him at rossbrannan.com. On the show, he brings together experts to help dental professionals looking to make smart money decisions to grow their income, turn their retirement goals into reality, and improve their lives. And now, here's your host, Ross Brannan. Welcome to the show. Today, we have entrepreneur and private equity investor, Abby Golhar on the show. Abby, welcome to the show. Hey, Ross. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So you're a jack of all trades. You're a little bit of a unique bird and you do a lot of things, but you do a lot of things in dentistry. Kind of tell us your story. Hey, thanks. Uh, I love private equity. So my entire world is identifying how my money uh, can make more money. There are two ways that I do that. One, I invest in businesses and take over businesses. Two, I take the winnings and I'll invest in real estate. I don't really have a fund or anything like that. I, this is just knowledge that I freely give. But one of the challenges that I've been seeing, especially in the market today, as we are in a technical recession, and that's what the news media wants to talk about, mainstream 24 hours a day, seven days a week, is the fact that, oh, the house is burning. I don't really think the house is burning. I look at it from a, holy cow, there are plenty of opportunities to get into opportunities to get into deals, to buy dental practices, to invest in businesses for value. And in the next three to five years, that value will increase, whether it's a revenue multiple or even the multiple by three, four, five X. So my job, my role, my responsibility to me, myself, I, my money is to identify opportunities that make sense, research, do deep diligence and go execute. So if I'm a dentist and I hear you talk and I like you and you sound pretty cool, what do you offer me? A perspective. Here's what I know about dentists. First, y'all are high net worth investors. Secondly, you're looking for an opportunity to make your money work harder for you than you do for it. Passive income, active income, right? You work hard as heck for your money every single day. The question is, how can you turn your capital into a money-making machine instead of just seeing an 8% barely keep up with inflation type of return in a five to seven year lock-in period with a multifamily investor. That's where I come in. I can identify opportunities or at least point you in the right direction and help you identify opportunities where your money can actually grow quicker than the rate of inflation, quicker than some other bozo down the street will say, hey, lend me your money at 12.5%. I may or may not pay you back and it's and the collateral doesn't make any sense. Here's what I believe about dentistry. Dentists understand the business of dentistry. I know that to be a fact. It may not be 100% all the way, but if I've started my own practice as a dentist, I understand most things. As a result of that, I can use that to my advantage and maybe help start up a newer dentist that wants to own a practice. Maybe take a look at a dental practice that isn't doing so hot down the street or maybe the city next door and invest in that practice and build it back up. And now that becomes a portfolio business of mine. So again, to answer your question, a unique perspective on how you can take your dollar further. Well, let's talk about a recent scenario that you described to me on how 
you went in as basically a part owner of our practice to help turn it around. Yep. So let me set the stage. I'm not a dentist. Okay. And there are certain states in which you do not have to be a licensed dentist to own a practice. I'm not practicing dentistry. I'm not walking out saying my name is Dr. Avi Golhar. Yeah. At least not that I know of. I'm totally kidding. I mean, you could probably Photoshop me to look like a dentist and have perfect teeth. Uh, see, Invisalign. But I would say the opportunity at hand right now that I'm taking a look at is Utah, New Jersey. Well, Utah and New Jersey you don't need a you don't need a license to own the actual practice. In states that you do, you can form what's called a DSO, a dental support organization. Many of you probably have been approached by DSOs, probably large DSOs, maybe even small DSOs looking for evaluation on your practice and saying, hey, Don, you want to sell your practice for like three or four or five or six X EBITDA? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Like that, that in and of itself is very terrifying. If you're approached and, and that PE group says, well, hey, I'm ready with a check. The question is, one, do you take it? And then two, what can you do with the money? Or three, does it even make any sense to sell and or invest in another dental practice? So I think we're getting to your question. We're not there yet. Yeah. So, but like you, you've talked with dentists who, whether they're burned out or they're stuck and you have a technology background and you're really good at efficiencies. So talk about how like John Doe dentist is in Utah or New Jersey or wherever, and they're stuck, they're underperforming uh, or better yet, they're not performing to their potential. They want more. They don't have enough even to sell for a massive number to the DSO. But if they said, hey, Abby, how can you help me? What would you be able to do? Yeah, I think you have to show growth. So one of the things, there, there are three contributing factors to any value uh, of a business. The first is revenue. The second is EBITDA. The third is the multiple. For many dental practice owners, revenue is a function of marketing or remarketing. And many dental practices suck when it comes to that. I used to be a patient at Great Expressions in Atlanta. And the only time I would get any kind of email confirmation about my, next de- about my next appointment was when I went there and I scheduled an appointment and then they emailed me saying, here's your next available, here's the next appointment that you just scheduled. There's no proactive marketing. What I've noticed that many big dental CRM systems also do not have is a proactive dental, uh, is a proactive patient re-marketing, re, uh, kind of coming back campaign. You've got thousands of patients that you may have seen over the last two or three or four years, but how often are you tapping that network and saying, hey, come check us out again, or hey, here's a $50 discount. So again, the revenue is the first thing. Second thing is a efficiency factor called EBITDA, earning before taxes, depreciation, amortization. That's a big deal. That tells PE groups like mine, it's a signal saying, okay, you're at 20%, 25% of revenue. So your EBITDA the higher your EBITDA, generally speaking, the higher your multiple and the more profitable one is. So if your revenue is $1 million a year and your EBITDA is 20 or 25%, that means your EBITDA is $200,000 to $250,000. Okay, you know, on average, you're doing all right. You've probably uh, figured out the hygiene game. Maybe you're looking at another dental practice acquisition, but you're also 56 years old, wondering what the next corner is. And should I continue down this path? Do I want another associate dentist in and the headache of dealing with that? For you, an exit is a perfect opportunity to cash in your chips and go do something else or maybe go provide um, services elsewhere. The third uh, contributing factor to any business is the multiple. The multiple. Now, 
There are two different ways that businesses are valued. You can be generally valued on a revenue multiple or an EBITDA multiple. Revenue multiples are generally slated for technology companies. Okay, so think Tesla. Think like any kind of tech company. That's when you hit some really crazy, ridiculous multiples. The question is, are you going to hit a revenue multiple? Unlikely, because in your business, that is already, that's already been traded by PE in terms of an EBITDA multiple. So let's focus on EBITDA. EBITDA, you want to make sure your gross margin is as effective and as high as it can be. But if you had a little technology, if you had some automation, if you did things a little differently, you could increase that EBITDA multiple from the 5 to 6x that you might be getting to a 7 to 8x and make that extra hundred or $200,000 because, hey, every, every $100,000 counts, right? Every dollar counts. So my expertise is understanding how to affect businesses in these three areas, revenue, EBITDA, and the multiple. And again, I'm a private equity guy. So I take a look at businesses that I know I can go corral the troops for. It doesn't matter if I need a license or not. I'm going to go figure out a way to make it happen. I will find the right advisors. I will find the right associate dentist to come in later down the road, maybe three or four or five years later down the road after the selling dentist has their earn out. They had their equity share in the business after they sold and said, okay, cool. I'm willing to give that up and I'm willing to uh, train my successor. My expertise is in understanding who those people are, streamlining the operations, building the technology so that the value increase is in multiples of the two to three to four instead of the average five to six that most dentists are getting today. In your experience, is, is the difference between a five to six X multiple versus a seven to eight multiple, as you said, a lot smaller than people realize? Is it just a few small adjustments that it takes a special person with a unique skill set to pinpoint and make? A hundred percent. I mean, the difference between us and Tiger Woods is a millimeter. Right? Like, I'm terrible at golf. But even then, the difference between where I'm hitting the ball and where Tiger Woods is hitting the ball is like, it's like that. Right? And, so it's like, and I, also, I also am terrible at golf, but I will hit one or two shots every round that are as good as his. Right? And it's like, man, it makes you want to stay out on the course a little longer. And then you take your, you know, and then you take out like the five iron and you're like, I'm just going to hit the clubhouse and go drink my sorrows away because I suck at golf. That's kind of me. Um, I'm five foot five and 135 pounds wet. Like I probably should be using kids golf clubs. And I'm sitting here like, how do I make this happen? Oh, wait a second. Damn, putter, it's not a driver. I'm not even on the green yet. So um, but that's what some people, when they try and do what you do, when they're not, when they don't have that skill set, they have the clinical skill set, but they don't have the skill set that you have. And that's what happens. Yes, exactly. The dental industry, specifically practitioners, you're a dentist, you're really good at healing patients because that's what you're meant to do. That is your world. Nobody taught you the game of business, right? And many of you also didn't learn the game of money. And we can't blame you. Like, that's why you have Ross. You have somebody like Ross to help you understand, one, how to manage it, two, how to grow it, three, how to scale it, right? That's a really big thing. But the same thing on the business side. Nobody taught you the business being an entrepreneur inside the dental space. So, Ross, your question earlier, what are some of the small tweaks we can do? A marketing campaign for existing patients, 
but not just but, but not just a marketing campaign because there's a gajillion of those out there, but a very strategic one that is executed well. Yes, exactly. I'm not going to share the secret sauce just yet, but um, it involves text messaging and a free gift and a quick, easy landing page for all the patients to go to. Okay, but I'm just saying, Wink, you can figure that out. If you can't, it's not a big deal. Just shoot me an email and I'm happy just to give you what I'm doing currently to help bolster patients in Utah uh, for free. So happy to do that as well. The other piece is understanding the use of technology inside of your dental practice and then how your employees will use that tech, whether it's a CRM. And I'm not trying to get really complicated with technology and saying, hey, you have to use chat GPT and artificial intelligence, right? Like you can do that if you really want to do that, be creative and insanely profitable. But at the end of the day, you do a couple of small tweaks and you'll be okay. On the revenue side, pay attention to marketing, set some very specific KPIs for your sales team if you have a sales team and get somebody else other than your front desk to answer the freaking phone, right? That is a very, very, very simple elevated task that does not need to be handled by your in-house staff. How do I know this? I recently had to replace my tire and I went to discount tire. My parents have a 2004 Honda Pilot and they said, hey, do you want it? I'm like, yes, absolutely. I have a, I have a, a two-year-old golden retriever. He sheds all the time. I'm not going to put him in my other car. So the 2004 Honda Pilot is perfect. I run over something. I get a flat tire. I call discount tire and I don't talk to the actual uh, store. I talk to somebody that sounds just like they work at the store. They pull up all my information. They get me scheduled. And when I show up at the store, it was a seamless handoff. And I found out how much they're paying those people. A dollar a minute. A dollar a minute. Now, imagine on the sales end, on the marketing end, you had a Google ad campaign with a video, a landing page, and just a call to action. And the call to action said, call 1-800-55-ROSS. There you go. Ross. And you're a dentist. And every one of those phone calls got routed to a call center and not like a Filipino or Mexican call center, but like a call center in the United States. You can uh, go check out answeramerica.com for that. They will give you a free, I think it's about, uh, they'll charge you about a dollar a minute. They can look in your system, book, and that is a very easy way to take a $5 an hour task and hand it off to somebody where your in-office staff can do something else that's more indicative and more worthy of their time of 50 to $100 an hour. That's where the powerhouse is. That's the machine. You want to take away all the BS tasks and offload those to somebody else. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's just, it, there's just so many ways to create efficiency and, and, and do that. What, in your experience talking with Dennis, what do you feel like um, do they feel like they're spread too thin? They're, they're trying to be clinical dentists. They're trying to be business dentists. They're trying to be office manager dentists. I mean, are they like, because if that's the case, they need to focus on one. But what, what do you see is the biggest challenge that you're hearing from them? Yeah, in my experience, in, in the medical profession, regardless of whether you're uh, a DO, MD, DDS, et cetera, right? It doesn't matter. Across the board, it is such a hard, especially if you own a private practice, it's one thing to practice medicine. It's another thing to be a bill collector. You'll spend half the time practicing and the other half the time collecting bills. And that is a train wreck. And then you wake up 
30, 40, 50 years later and say, geez, what did I do all this for? Half the time I'm, I'm enjoying my work and the other half the time I have to um, do my do my codes and make sure I'm charging the right thing. Like that just sounds like a complete nightmare. The problem is, is they, is we as dentists, I shouldn't say we, but dentists don't understand the rules of scaling a dental business. And if you did, you'd do things just a little differently to crush your competition in your niche, whether that's a marketing thing, whether that's just being more efficient, something, uh, there's a dental, there's a new dental um, brand in Atlanta that everybody should check out called Tend. And maybe they're nationwide. I don't know yet. Spell but that. Tend, Tend Dentistry, T-E-N-D. Okay. Like, let me tend to you. Tend has it on lock. Let me tell you, their marketing campaigns are on point. They give you a little, oh man, I just went there. I should have given you, I should have found a little package. But when you walk in, it's beautiful. They have a they have a place where you can brush your teeth. They give you a little uh, a little pouch with the ten um, with the ten logo, and it comes with a toothbrush and uh, toothpaste. And they're like, hey, please brush your teeth in a little studio. And you go in, you brush your teeth before your appointment because everybody wants to brush their teeth before their appointment. Duh. And you can even floss too if you'd like. And the process is seamless. The CRM is on point. You call their phone number. It gives you the proper automated prompts. And then you connect with a live human being with an American accent based in the United States, looking at your uh, information from a, uh, from a floor somewhere in New York. Well, I just looked them up. They're, in, they're in D.C., Boston, Atlanta, New York, and Nashville. Yep, there you go. And... Before my appointment, as I'm setting up my profile, I get to choose the type of dental polish I want, the flavor. And I hate watermelon and I hate grape, so I always go to mint. How cool is that that they're giving me the option? Secondly, they'll ask me what music I want to listen to and what TV shows I want to watch. They've got two TV screens, one right in front of me that says, hello, Avi. Like, that's nothing. Like, that is so simple to do, but it looks like a hotel suite when I walk in, and it's freaking phenomenal. If I mean, looking at the pictures you know, online, the, the, the decor is, is really nice. It is, uh, it's like they took the Ritz-Carlton or the Four Seasons into a dental office. The big takeaway for dentists listening to this, watching this, and now furiously Googling Tend Dental is if you did 25% of what Tend is doing, you would add a significant amount to your bottom line. You would add a significant amount to your patient's, uh, to your dental patient's experience. And you would get so many referrals, your Google reviews start to climb. And most importantly, you get a higher multiple because you're doing something more unique than the other guy and then the other gal. That's crucial. Because in the Aspen Dentals of the world, they see all this shit every single day, right? They, they, they can break down your practice. If it looks old, it smells moldy, they're going to have to uh, come in with a huge CapEx load and say, we're going to rehaul this place. You could just do small things. And if you don't have a budget for that, fine, but save for it. If you have a little bit of a budget, do these small little tweaks, and you'll find a significantly higher value in your practice. Oh, by the way, when you lie down in the chair, they give you head thumbs. And the what? and they'll noise give you a little like noise canceling headphones connected to the TV. Connected to the TV up here, and you know uh, they're working at you. They're working on you, and you're watching your favorite TV show, 
and you can change the music. You can do whatever you want. We're just looking up because normally I would have my phone, right? Like I would be up here and like, oh, let me check my email. But I can't, I can't do that. Why would I want to? I'm watching Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations season three, episode five. And like 45 minutes later, they're done. It's phenomenal. And here's the best part. The best part about Tim is they go after the best talent and they do whatever they can to retain them. Period. So if you have, um, if you have employees that you do not want to let go, like do whatever you can to keep them because you know that if they go anywhere else, they're going to get four job offers in, in a matter of that. Like it is over, especially good employees. So again, the big takeaway here, I probably, I apologize if I get super passionate about this thing, uh, about oh, the great. topic, no, especially good. when it comes to like adding value. And especially when it comes to adding value, dental practices and just business in general. Again, big takeaway, revenue, EBITDA, multiple. Use technology, make yourself pretty, give your, give your, uh, what I mean, like give your uh, practice a facelift, have it not smell like mold. That's important. Your dentist, if you have bad breath, go fix that. <laughs> One of the dentists that I used to have had like, uh, they used to see me had just terrible breath. Like, please, right? We know better here. But these are the things that slowly add up to a reputation, that add to the multiple, that add to efficiencies, that add to top line revenue, and you will see a higher valuation and a higher exit potential. If you're a dentist that has money and you're looking to invest it somewhere, hey, I'm not a financial advisor, right? I'm not as smart or as good looking as Ross. But what I do know is, you know the business of dentistry, you know in your gut what's right or wrong. You can go invest with somebody and have that, have that scale. You just have to understand financial due diligence, due diligence on the asset. And that's where I come in, which is where I can help offer a perspective. I'm actively buying dental practices across the United States. And that, to me, is the best use of your money. Like, don't get pleased. Do not get roped into buying a, a package of 50 single-family rentals in Birmingham, Alabama. Like, that's not a good that's, – that's slow. Like, do that after you bought into a business that's not yours. Like, business first, because this is fast cash flow. You need cash flow, 18 to 20, 25, 30% over here. And then that distribution, that K1, can go push that into a real estate deal. And everybody knows we love real estate because of the bonus depreciation. You'll get that because now it's passive to passive. You're not going to get bonus depreciation on an active to passive investment, right? Like that's something to keep in mind. So nonetheless, I talk too much. Ross, you should shut me up, man. Like, well, yeah, no, I like listening to you. It's, it's, it's fascinating. So tell me this. If people, if someone's listening to this, like, gosh, this Abby is a smart guy. I really like him. I want to talk to him. How can people get in touch with you? I would say uh, go to keepthemulletalive.com. No, I'm, I'm so For those kidding. of you who are listening and not watching, Avi is Indian trying to be uh, white trailer trash with a mullet. Um, <laughs> as a white person, I'm offended at his lack of true mulletness. Um, so, Damn it, Look, this is obnoxious. As, is as, so someone, as someone who has many rednecks in my family tree, you do not pass the test of a mullet. You are just like some yuppie Midtown Atlantan. It's not untrue. I am definitely, okay, Midtown Atlantan is about right. Less of the yuppie, more of the Midtown Atlantan. Here's my email. So, 
I'll give you two things. I'll give you my, I'll give my phone number, which I don't do very often. And I really mean that. Like I've done hundreds of hours, you know, national radio, I've had national radio shows that I've hosted for the last five years. I've never given out my personal number, happy to give out my personal number and also my email address. So y'all can just stay in touch and just, if I can be a resource, if you're looking at exiting your practice and you're like, well, Avi, what the hell do I do? How do I structure this? Or I'm looking at a major liquidity event. Uh, are there any opportunities that you're seeing that um, don't make any sense for you? Or maybe that makes sense for you. Or if we can kind of work together on something, great. All right. So the best way to reach me is my phone number and email address. And my phone number is 678-61-4458. Again, 678 678- Five six one four four five eight. I'm based in Atlanta, hence the six seven eight area code. And my email is avi at avigolhar.com. So that's A B is boy H I at A B H I G O L H A R dot com. That's the best way to reach me. Feel free to get in touch anytime about ideas y'all might have. Uh, you're thinking about acquiring a practice or maybe building or bolting onto your current practice to grow revenue. These are all the things that I can help with and at least offer a perspective on. Avi, this is a very enlightening conversation. I really appreciate your time today. You got it. Thanks, Ross. I appreciate you, man. You've been listening to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brennan. This has been another episode of Financial Flossing with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. For more on Ross Brannan, visit rossbrannan.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.